And welcome to another episode of To Be Perfectly Honest, The Mandalorian. And as always, I'm Corey, and this is Matt. Yo. And today we're talking about episode three, and it's called The Sin. Um, honestly, this is my favorite episode so far. I got so excited. I like was doing this like, yeah, yeah, Mando, you get them. Like yelling at the TV um, when this came out. I watched it at like seven o'clock in the morning. Star Wars wet dream, for sure. I mean, pretty <laughs> much. Uh, totally great. Um, you know. We definitely thought we were going to jump into this. I think the beginning we, was predictable. The middle part, I was really like, oh, man, are we just going to leave this little child like to yeah. the, the remnants of the Empire? And he went from anti-hero to just anti. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then he, he totally revived it all with that yeah. little ball. So um thought that was pretty freaking awesome. Um, really glad that this was the third installment because I was ready for it. You know, I need a little more, more action um, and I'm I'm ready to move this forward, see where it's going. Right. And we were complaining last episode about it being, you know, only 32 minutes. This one's got an extra five minutes. So it's only two minutes shorter than the first episode. Right. And that extra five minutes. Yes. Packed a lot. Packed a wallop. Love it. Um, so we have a lot with this one. I think maybe it's best if we just jump in and we can kind of go through what happened in the episode and then we can talk about our thoughts and where we think this uh the rest of the season's going to go because yeah. we're a good portion of the way through of it right now. Yeah. Um, so we open up and we have Mando and he is in the cockpit of his uh, spaceship. He's playing with the the child, little baby Yoda. And he's like fascinated with this little ball on this little lever. And he's like, no, like, yeah, yeah, I, I need this. This is, I my... saw what you did with the frog. Choking yeah. hazard. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fish this out. So um, we go through, takes that away, and then he ends up landing. Basically, he is back on um, where he picked up this bounty, right? Yep. Um, and he gets a, a little transmission um, and from the, the head of the bounties and says, hey, you're going to go ahead and deliver it. They want it right away, like fly safe, but you're going to deliver it straight to the person who put the bounty out. So um, he goes and he meets Herzog and his gang. Um, we have this... Um, little clip kind of reminiscent of the first episode when we have it we have the little thing that goes yeah <laughs> scans the little thing and comes perfect, in perfect um, Ruin, uh, rendition right i try i've been practicing for years yeah. um but we have kind of a different tone right so um or maybe it's kind of the same tone i guess the stormtroopers like don't give a they're like totally about ready to be like yeah we're gonna take this kid and grind it up yeah, I think the first episode, I almost felt bad for them because it was like you could tell they were like hiding. Yeah. Not that you're supposed to feel bad for the Empire, yeah. but, Matt uh, does. but but this time, <laughs> yeah. but this time uh, it was like, oh, these assholes. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. So we have, uh, you know, little baby Yoda is so like, oh, what's going on? Like, it's hard to tell emotion. I think we were talking about this a little earlier, but like, I'm definitely getting like, oh, God. Like, what am I getting into? Right. And he can, you can tell that from the first little bit he's on the planet. Um, so he comes in and we have this huge, and now you remember the word of it now. What's the container called? <sighs> forgot again. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot again. 
whatever. It's basically a container. It opens up. Um, you'll see it here in the pictures. Uh, but essentially, it's plum stock full of Buscar. Like quite a few. And how many bricks do we have total? I don't know. I didn't count. Um, it's too many to count. I want to say it's like I can 20, only count to ten. Twenty-four bricks, something like that. More um, than a, more fingers. More than I have fingers. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know we have uh, we have this um, kind of dialogue with between him and Herzog and Herzog's basically like, oh yes, like you are worth like your weight. And it was hard to find a Mandalorian. Like, so we have a little background of there's not a whole lot of them out in public here. And we find out later in the episode that that's to preserve their like anonymity. Like they only yeah. have one kind of them out at a time. It sounds because like of the purge because of the purge. Um, so kind of interesting. Um, we also have, you know, he, he gets this payment and you can tell like, ugh, it's a lot. Like his, his morals are kind of out the window at this point. Um, and we have baby Yoda, like going away in his little like spear crib thing and being led away to like, as far as we know, like everyone's been like, oh, let's just kill it, right? Just now thinking about how much nicer it would have been when Cambria was younger to have a floating crib. Crib. Yeah. You know, oh, hell yeah. Cart it around. Seriously. It'd be great. Great at the grocery store. Right. Disney Get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> floating crib. Um, yeah, should we go on a lot of adventures, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Totally like this. Um, so, yeah, we have a little baby Yoda and, you know, essentially we open up on the credits and we're just like, Oh crap. Like he just gave away baby Yoda. Like, and it's called the sin. And you're like, yeah, this is a freaking sin. Where are we going from here? Um, you know, we kind of have a lot of build up to this, but at this point, I don't know. Like I did not know if we were going to have baby Yoda die. I didn't know if we were going to have him come in and save the day. If he's going to be tracking them to another universe. Um, what was going to go on or if he was going to do another double cross. Like I didn't know what was going to happen next, but yeah. then we get into what happens next. So he goes, he collects his bounty. He goes back to kind of the Mandalorian like headquarters underground. Um, and he goes and sees the Smith. They're all playing dice every time you see Pretty him. much. We get um, some really good shots of other um, Mandalorians as well, which are yep. really cool. Um, and we obviously see more of them later, um, but he brings all this in and essentially this is like, Oh like everyone comes in, right? They're like, "How in the hell did you get this?" Yeah, like oh, smell it's, it or something. They're like, "It's stamped with the galactic seal or the empire seal." Like, yeah, not good. How could you? Like, and this brings a little more context of why he was so anti the empire for payment before, right? right yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting because it it's like, you know, Mandalorians traditionally didn't get along with Jedi, right? Hmm. I mean, early on, yeah. yeah. And now the Empire, it's like they really don't have a lot of... I think they kind of... I think they... I don't know. I think they flip-flop. Yeah. Totally. Especially when they're a bounty hunter. I mean, that makes sense. But just really interesting. You feel like they're very isolated in the world. Um, So everyone comes in. We have basically this fight between... I don't know. What do you want to call him? Big Blue? I don't don't know what we should call him, but... He looks badass. He looks badass. His voice didn't like quite match what I expected it to be at first, but... Yeah. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. looking at you um so yeah really interesting um armor on this guy and he basically is just like you're a piece of crap because you're dealing with the empire and you i think at this point too we have like a little bit of it's hard to tell because they have helmets on but i have a little bit of like feeling that mando's kind of like okay yeah that is kind of shitty that i did that but i did it for this i did it for all of us you know i did it for armor i did it for Bascar. I mean, that's a, that's quite a f- out though and this this part when he tries to take his helmet off like 
Yeah. That's like a no-no. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we have a, a shot of this blade. Um, so this is definitely a vibro blade, and this is definitely how he killed the Mudhorn yeah. or helped kill the Mudhorn. But uh, like, did we get this added in? We want to know from you guys because Matt and I don't remember seeing this vibrate last episode. In the mm -hmm. flashback of the episode, they actually show it. And I'm like, I don't remember that I, happening. Yeah, I don't either. I wonder if they put that into audience feedback. They like, put it in post. Why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, where's the viper bay deflect um and maybe it was in this one and just they didn't think about it in the other one but um so basically they're at a stalemate um and then the smith is essentially like you know we do what we have to do and he brought back the buscar to the colony or whatever like leave him the hell alone buscar is buscar yeah he has courage if he didn't have courage he wouldn't wear the helmet like kind of thing yeah so then they melted down um and she you know asks you know oh hey this is enough to kind of do everything <laughs> like, it is known it is known <laughs> and he's like oh well i don't have a uh, i don't have a signet you know i don't have a sigil and that's because um you know the mudhorn was supposed to be that but baby yoda helped him and he basically calls baby yoda his enemy but the yeah. enemy that didn't know he was his enemy um so we have more self-reflecting on that and then we have it melted down we had the really prerequisite cool flashback scenes always like what what is with the sound of hammering metal yeah it just brings back oh ptsd yeah, yeah totally um because he's not getting a signet he gets these things that are called whistling birds which are that are right next to the lego really really cool. yeah right next to a silver lego um very high budget obviously <laughs> they do look really freaking cool um it's like guardians of the galaxy on steroids and then they're one time and done yeah. which is a little impractical considering biscar is so uh you know finite but i mean how many foundlings could have used that Biscar? They're like diamond-tipped explosives or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, really freaking cool, though. Um, we see the design. Basically, we get everything remade. And um, we do have a little uh, dialogue here where he's basically saying, you know, my armor's been com compromised. I have to start from scratch. So we don't know if this is, you know, maybe there was just the base component was Biscar and everything else was built on it and that was fragile and the Biscar was compromised because of that. Maybe it was Biscar at one point and just really worn down. Um, yeah, I don't think it's like, you know, completely impregnable yeah. material. I'm sure it I'm sure it has some weaknesses over. Totally. It looked like it was pretty thinly made and you see a lot of circuitry yeah. in it too. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's like, you know, a motherboard of Biscar and then like, the top of it was just like regular armor planing. Yeah. Um, but we're starting from fresh. It's mysterious. It's so mysterious. So um, this is the way. It is, it is, it is the way. <laughs> um, so basically we, we have that flashback scene. We get a little bit more this time. We see that the droid actually did open up the container where he was hiding. We don't know who found him. Presumably, I would guess this would be another Mandalorian making him a foundling. Um, that's why he's so into the foundlings and making right. sure that they have their Biscar um and anyways cool scene um i like it every time i see it i love seeing more of the mandalorians that are around him um but now like he's pretty set i mean we probably yeah. need to have a jetpack but i don't know if that's made of biscar or not uh, that seems like a lot either. of biscar yeah <laughs> they're like and it's fueled by biscar it's the most expensive jetpack yeah. in the world <laughs> he's like oh i love money <laughs> yeah a rump um but basically he he goes okay like this is not acceptable um but yeah the reveal, i'm gonna i'm the gonna come back that, though 
when he walks through those doors, um, we have Carl Sagan's uh, Carl, Sagan, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Going way back. Another Carl. Uh, <laughs> Carl Weathers <laughs> character uh, sitting at the cantina table and he's like, yeah. you made me out of money. Like, yeah. He's, he's like, you want to go man. get, you want to meet some Twi'leks? Yeah. I know some Twi'leks. Healing center. Healing baths. Exactly. Um, but sounds, we find out sounds that. Sounds nice. Does it? Sounds very oh, nice. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> You know, we find out basically that every single one of the bounty hunters um, basically got one of these fobs, as we see play a part in the story later. Um, but everyone was going after this, you know, and it seems like he was the only one that was really tasked with bringing home Yoda baby alive. It seemed as that that, that was the case, but I think it, could it was be more different. along the lines of everybody got tasked with it. He was the only, the only one that was able to pull it off. Yeah, I don't know. But they all they all have these uh, trackers. And, um, you know, Carl has basically two uh things of biscar himself so pretty good deal just for a finder's fee to be honest right um but yeah he's like everybody hates you <laughs> yeah. they freaking hate you um so we know his like you know his name is out there like they had said in the previous scene you know you wear this helmet you wear this armor like you that takes courage because everybody's going to be out for it yeah um so pretty interesting scene and then he we kind of have this little scene where you know he he finds out his next target it's a a rich person. Calamari. Yep. Um, gonna go and find that out. It's really far away. He says, "Good." We have these little hints that he's regretting what he did. You know, like ethically, he didn't feel like it was right, but overall, it was for the. I just got Biscar. Real hungry. Yeah. For Biscar or calamari. Calamari. <laughs> Delicious. Um, so he gets back in his ship. And then this is where we have, he goes to reach for the little knobby and it's, it's actually right there. He just never put it back, but he's like, Oh, he used to play with this little thing. Yeah. And he's like, this. puts it back down. And this is where I was like, yeah, you go, you're going to get baby Yoda. You want to show them. Yeah. Um, and then this is what starts the real piece of resistance of this episode. Like from here, it just, forward marching action scene after one another yeah um i want to come back to this one screenshot though well let's talk about it well it's almost nothing but it's just the the little details that they're putting in to bring back the old star wars <clears throat> the background um big pile of rubble uh you've got this metal rod that's got some weird shapes and stuff on it and it's like it's like they pulled the prop straight out of the vault, uh, totally. or, or remade it or something. And it's the it's the piece of metal that they try to prop they up. They probably the, remade uh, it. They probably they did. Probably look like crap. Yeah, if it's even out there. Right. Um, but the it's a it's the piece of metal that they used to prop open the or try to prop open the um, uh, trash compactor in A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um. So he goes back. He sees that basically, you know, hey, this little floating crib has been junked. Like, yeah thrown in the thing and we're like oh okay that sucks um and then he uses his awesome little scope attachment that feeds right into his helmet yeah. and uh does kind of a thermal scan and goes in and like enhances audio enhance audio yeah and uh finds out like Herzog is basically like hey i can't protect you anymore to the scientist you need to hurry up and you need to do what you need to do and extract what we need from him so this kind of supports what we had been talking about in the earlier episodes of um, you know, this being a really force sensitive being and maybe extracting the midichlorians or just to like the genetic code so that they can clone that, them. That could be it too. Like having a crazy clone army of little 
really takes a long freaking time. Yeah, the, but they never die. A I guess, gremlin you know? army, unless they're killed. Force sensitive gremlin army. <laughs> Don't feed them after midnight. Yeah. Um. So we have the little thing like that was that one was better. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that was better. I thought it was worse. (laughs) (laughs) It uh, snaps it off, right? Or he snaps it off, and then immediately two stormtroopers come out, and they're like, "What the goddamn Jawas?" I just, I, you know, like I do feel like maybe he's wanted to do that for a while. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I feel the rage. He, um, yeah, you you have to remember too. He like walks around the corners. (laughs) (laughs) His like so much built up like anger for everything like you you legitimately feel like he is really pissed off and that the empire did like help genocide his people you know like mm-hmm. you can it's palpable pretty much not to be confused with palpatine yeah um so anyways he puts a little explosive on the wall explodes in basically he's like okay bopping in and we have several storm uh stormtroopers pop in and he just decimates them um several of them he just like dispatches with a a blaster then he has some really cool techniques he does on a couple of them um and you really like the technique he uses when he's fighting um when he gets baby yoda too where he's like spinning and yeah i just i felt like he was he kept like kind of initially just putting his back to whatever the danger was and then spinning real quick and popping them using that uh biscar to his advantage yeah but the the whole uh the whole um you know whip cord pull him in yeah stab him with the viber blade totally awesome my favorite yeah. personally is uh when he burns that one to a freaking crisp yeah um but you know kentucky fried stormtrooper totally and you hear it sizzle just like yeah um and just i think like that actually that. happens after this part but anyways we we come out in the room with the scientist the scientist is essentially like don't kill me like i was trying to save him as we have one of these uh, torture droids essentially mm-hmm. going, right? So we're like, what's going on? Also, baby Yoda seems to be like incapacitated somehow. Like if he's just, you know, um, tranquilized or uh, if they were doing something to him, did they extract what they needed to? We yeah. don't really know this. They gave him some chi- uh, children's Tylenol. Pretty much, right? <laughs> um, yeah, we have the control panel over this uh, medical device that reminds me something definitely out of Star Trek, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to decipher anything. You can't really tell. Um, but he, he, he's definitely alive still. Um, so we have him, Mando basically picks him up, you know, throws him his shoulder. This is definitely, you know, there's, there's two parts that we both noticed, uh, where we're like, this is definitely practical effect. The first yeah. one, Matt said, uh, basically when we're in the very beginning and he picks him up after he's playing with the ball, he's like, there's no way that has to be like, it a looks like, doll. yeah, it's like yeah. a little doll. I mean, hottest seller this uh this year, right? I haven't seen it online yet, so I'm looking every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I've been doing. Um, and the other thing is like you can tell whenever he is, you know, kind of tucked Baby Yoda and he's like shooting. That is a cloth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's nothing inside of it. Yeah, if there is something inside of it. it is a green ball with ears. Like, um, but still really awesome. Love the love the. I effect. was I was waiting, you know, like multiple times. I was just like, oh, that's not real. Like he's stashed it away somewhere yeah. or something, but no. Yeah, totally. Um, so we have that flamethrower screen, the flamethrower scene. Um, then he kind of gets around and he's in a more open area and he kind of gets surrounded. So he has, I think it's like four or five stormtroopers. Um, and he's like, okay, okay. Putting down the bee. Like, 
Calm down. Yeah. Jesus, half of his whistling birds. Those whistling birds. Donezo. Yeah. Got all of them. Kind of expensive just for this little part, but you know, it works, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Why not? Um, something That's when you're going to use them. Right. You know? Well, I mean, you could save them for a little later, but I mean, you know, well, hindsight. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that we have not seen here, something that's really lacking is we saw Herzog's character in the IR um, on his scope, but we have not seen him throughout here at all. So, well, I mean, that makes you feel like maybe he dipped out. You know, he's he's talking about how he can't protect you anymore. Yeah. And and then we know that there's this other, you know, Gian's character. Yeah. Esposito. Esposito. Uh, yeah. And he's got death troopers with him. Yeah. And those guys aren't no joke. So I just feel like it's a little interesting with the timing here because you're watching someone through IR thermal camera, right? Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> you immediately go in. Like there's one door in and out of this complex, right? Where does this go? He's old, man. He's got, he's got ways. Yeah. He's wily. He's got Nazi secret corridors that he's like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's something. But um, yeah, we, we know that this is going to be probably something recurring, right? We have a couple loose ends. Uh, I would say Herzog's character, mm-hmm. the scientist, who he doesn't kill. He spares. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Carl. So really interesting. We'll Carl, get Carl Sagan? Yes, Carl Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> he died later, though. Yeah. Voltage. Yeah. I think cancer. Um, so then we go and we have the scene where uh, essentially everyone in the cantina is like, what my car my auto starts going off and they're like oh wait no that's the bounty fob and all of them start going off this crazy um yeah which you kind of would think too would have happened when he came in you would have more like people trying to take the kid away from him but maybe they cut that part out um well i mean he's he's got it he's got the bounty it's it's his maybe they you know like the job's done they just deactivated the fob wasn't going off i don't know I don't know. Logistics of it don't make sense to me, but well, there's whatever. Ru- there's rules, right? They got guild rules. Well, how do they know that this? he's not just, oh, the next part of my bounty is now delivering this kid somewhere else? I don't know. Exactly. Anyways, um, it attracts everyone and their mothers out. And in fact, there's like a lot of like weirdly not uh, not threatening looking <laughs> women bounty hunters. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? They just look like, um, like house cooks and stuff. Just hey. weird alien ones. Um, not hide saying that women hide, can't be hide in plain hunters, sight, man. Right? Uh, but yeah, it, really interesting crew. You kind of see the diversity of the bounty hunters as we saw kind of earlier when we're walking through the city. Um, and we have this really awesome scene where we have his ship kind of lit up in the background as the end goal. And we have, they're kind of in this, you know, um, the foyer of the city kind I think of. They had the one guy with the horns on his head. I think that's a, I think that's a Zabrak. I'm not oh. sure. Not that guy with the horns, but the the guy with a bunch of horns. Oh looks yeah, like, yeah. Looks like Darth Maul without kind of. the yeah the, without the, the coloring. The coloring, yeah. Yeah. Um. So really interesting, but um, we have the scene where Carl's like, "Hey, put him on the freaking speeder, and we'll let you go." Like, yeah. I'm he the does only like guy a you can Jackie trust. Chan flip, quick draw Jackie Chan flip into the speeder. Yep, threatens the droid. It's like yeah. take off. Droid's yeah. like <laughs> okay. Takes off, um, and then we have this awesome fight scene. And really, honestly, what can you say? It is pretty awesome. I think he takes out like ten to twelve guys, and then eventually is just over freaking whelmed. Like nothing he can do. 
we have this cute little scene where it reminds me of the uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. At totally. The end. And there is like uh, the framing of the first part of it when it's him and Carl standing off against each other is totally a duel. Like, yeah. um, he, he has his hand on his gun. They're faced that way. Um, really totally taking cues from a Western. Um, also, these are a bunch of Beskar um, containers and Beskar uh, speeder, obviously. Oh, the number of t- I'm just saying. I mean, the number maybe. of times it's get, that thing's getting lit up. Totally. I mean, those blasters aren't that powerful though. Usually, right? I don't know. I mean, These I mean, some of them are dollar but... store blasters. Yep, cheapos. Yeah, um, I mean, they can't even afford. They, they're not even getting the contracts. So seriously, they need to change the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> they run on triple A's. Yeah, from they're like the Costco brand ones, yeah. not the Duracells. They need the D cell blasters. Yeah, totally. Um, the but... nine volt. He has this moment where he's basically like, I'm going to die. I'm going to get killed, right? Um, yeah, and kinda... probably Baby Yoda's going to get killed, and this really sucks. And he, he looks, looks down. deep into Baby Yoda's eyes. Baby Yoda's eyes basically light up. Like... Oh, but, but also there's the, you know, him uh, disintegrating multiple guys. I mean, that's all this. We've seen and he's that, like, right? And he's like, that's and an interesting like, weapon you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... He needs to work on that flamethrower. That's the second time it has just crapped out on him. I mean, it's still really impressive that you can have a flamethrower off your wrist, right? Yeah, I'm curious as to what it is that he's burning uh, and where it's stored. Yeah, sounds like kind of a hazard, but... Well, yeah, I'm just... I mean, that's a lot, you know? Yeah, it's his blood. <laughs> it's maybe. It's like Death Stranding. It's magic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have uh, this awesome flamethrower scene, but then he gets overwhelmed. Then we have uh, Baby Yoda where he looks down and he... Baby Yoda actually wakes up finally, and he just is kind of like, man, we're, we're kind of screwed here. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we have this guy that's up here off of roof that's going to take aim, and some rocket hits him. Shot. Um, and then we have this great scene. Uh, you said it was out of like Iron Man 3 style. Like, we yeah. just have a lot of all the guys armor. in armor and jetpacks. Yeah. Like, coming down, they're like the paratroopers of the Mandalorians. Um, seemingly, every other Mandalorian has a jetpack besides him, I guess. Why not? I don't know. He, you know, he was a family. Like, what can you do? Yeah. Um, but they basically save the day. Um, and he gets all the hand-me-downs. That's what, what it, is. it is. Yeah. You know, and his rocket didn't didn't nope. fit. Yeah. It was too big. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah. like <laughs> Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. Put your hands down, Mando. <laughs> I'm hit. Um. So yeah, essentially, he's able to get out. Um. They're like, hey. Get on out. Go to your ship. Um, and the guy with the Gatling gun, the big blue is his, what we call him now. Yeah. Apparently, big big old blue. Big old blue. Uh, now there's a now there's a level of mutual respect after they almost slit each other's throats. And and I'm just curious, like how I just wonder sometimes how stuff works. Like the laser beam energy is being funneled from the bottom of his jetpack into the I mean it looks badass. Yeah. It really does. Totally. I I think he's one of my favorite characters character designs we've seen so far. Yeah, for sure. Um that is going to be an action figure. Oh, it better. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um and I hope we see him again, right? Like that's the other thing is we find out at the end of this that essentially they're moving this um underground base of Mandalorians to yeah. another planet. So we got to think that this is going to come into play, right? They've been outed. 
I think this is the step of like, hey, I'm, I'm transitioning from a bounty hunter to a bigger purpose. And it starts with this child. But yeah. like, really, if you look at it, he was a child. That's, I think, why we have these flashbacks here um, during the smithing. It's for this culture, this Mandalorian culture as well. And like, what is he going to do to take up that mantle and like become like maybe the leader of the Mandalorians? I think that's what we might be seeing here. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe he just is really badass. But um, so he gets on the ship. I... My 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 call on my guess on it is that it's going to be a little bit more of a personal journey for him. Okay, I, I think that so. we're going to see we're going to see tidbits of what's going on with the clan, uh, his clan, this hidden group of Mandalorians. But I I kind of suspect that this might be one of the last times that we actually see the clan all together. Mm. I mean, he does have most of the armor he needs. I think they're going to come back in and they're going to get involved again once it's like similar situation where he's like, oh, man. I can't make it out. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, You had a comment about a ship. About his ship? Yeah. Something being left open. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You just, I mean, the security is really tight on that ship that he just leaves the thing open. Well, you know, once you've had Jawas completely disassemble your ship, you're maybe, like, yeah, maybe I mean, just, hey, why not? The locking mechanism wasn't reinstalled. <laughs> uh, or maybe he, you know, in in trying to make a quick escape, he's already auto-started the, you know, he lowered the ramp. Foot activated liftgate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it makes sense. And uh, Weathers was just sneaky and i think carl would have made it in anyways like he would have found a way in so i mean i think it's just shorthand for the storytelling you know we didn't have to have a scene where it was like yeah i'm not that way i'm not complaining drastically about it but are you (laughs) just a little bit um but we have the scene basically where you know carl's like you ain't got in nowhere to go and like it's like carl seriously (laughs) do you know what you're coming up against like think about a little bit um, I mean, at least he knows his uh, flamethrower is out of juice. I mean, he's also weighing that Beskar in his mind. He said he wasn't, right? Because I'm happy for you, you know? Yeah. No, he was wearing it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, speaking of Beskar, so we basically have the standoff. You know, Mando tsh, shoots the little button. For whatever reason, fog's coming out with that oh, that's button. The, that's the... Um, that's the uh, Pressurize it? No, that's the um, carbon freezing thing. Oh, I thought it was like the weapon thing that was hidden, but that wasn't below deck. Not up. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it was, no, it was below, but it's like it, he had like a weapon cabinet kind of deal. Okay. I did not catch that. It. Like that opened makes up. so much more sense now. Okay. Yeah, that was the. Gotcha. So he does this. Uh, essentially, Carl can't see shit, So um, he gets shot. <laughs> Carl can't see sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> it's my name. Don't wear it out. Uh, gets hit right square uh in the chest right conveniently where there's two plates of biscar so also where his heart is so you know it could have been it could have been an accident i always keep my biscar over my heart but you know that's like such a cliche in in like the movies too where it's like totally you know you have your the the bible that has your coin your lucky coin or something right there um anyways carl's not dead we don't know if this is a choice. I'm lending to think it's a choice. I don't think Mando is that careless. Like he can literally shoot a button this big. I think he was doing that. He think he knows knows that. Um, I don't think he has beef with the bounty hunters, really, right? No, I don't think he has beef. I think, yeah, I think it was self defense, but I think he's mitigating the damage. Uh, damage. Yeah, to a certain extent. Also, another loose end, though. I Warning, mean, though. 
you know, like don't, don't, don't come at me. Yeah, seriously. Um, and then, and even bigger warning now, like don't come at me cause I got a posse that you, did, that you didn't know about. Seriously. Mando gang. Um, we take off, we have this really cool fighting that we still see, like, you know, say, every, the battle. Going it is down. the way. Or this is the way. This is the way I think. Whatever. Yeah. Either or. Um, but we take off. We see the battle scene is still not concluded. Like there's still a lot of mm. crap going on. I just realized, it's uh it's like dough. For like the samurai, like bushi dough. Oh yeah. Or like kendo. I was like the way. It's the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you just said dough. Yeah, <laughs> dough. Be like a it's deer, like dough. A female deer. <laughs> like yeah, bread. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You are hungry. Um, <laughs> So then we take off in the end scene. Basically, we have little baby Yoda. We have uh, the, our cool. It's the blue guy, right? Yeah, I can tell by his gun. War machine flies yeah. by. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the salute. Because yeah. uh, apparently they do that in Mandalorian culture, too. I mean, salute. hey, why not? Uh, and this is when he lets him know, hey, like we're going to take off to another planet, I think. Right. Or is that earlier? Um, I, That was right. He was I think he said. uh in passing as like as know, they were like leaving yeah the as they were part. fighting he was like oh this means you guys gotta yeah. peace out man um and we have him give the little the little toy to to baby yoda yeah and uh then we have end credit so and then baby yoda chokes on it and yeah it's all for nothing <laughs> and he's like no come back yeah um so overall like great episode um we watched it again here right before doing the podcast again just to kind of get our beaks wet again it goes by fast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's a little bit longer, there was no point where I was like, mm, this is a little slow. I need you to take it out. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I was worried and I, and we talked about it last episode where, you know, 32 minutes with credits and everything like that. It seemed short, but if every episode is like this, I don't care because yeah. this was jam packed with stuff. There was not a moment in that entire episode where I was like, man, this is, this is wasting our time. Like, let's go. Come on. Well, it's... it makes you recognize when things are like every shot that's like cinematic. It makes you appreciate it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're not having these overwhelming. Like, I think that's the thing. And I, I'm not saying I'm an expert at all, but I watched quite a few Westerns. Like my dad likes Westerns. My grandpa does. Like we've watched them in our spare time. You know, um, they are typically long. Right. Yeah. And like there's parts of it that's always so great. A lot of it is just like this cinematic, like void of nothingness, right? And well, but I think I, it could get a little overwhelming here. You know? I think I think that one of the things that they're doing really well with the show is they're not bogging it down with a bunch of um, dialogue. They're not bogging it down with a bunch of um, and I and I'm drawing a blank as far as what the word is, of course, because exposition. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that is the word I was looking for. Um but they're doing a ton of storytelling with the visuals. They're doing mm-hmm. a ton of like if the camera's panning in and it's the slow pan, it's, and you can't even see his face, but that scene, you know, and you I love, it. and I, and I'm not sure if we mentioned it earlier, but I know we talked about it last, last episode. I really love how they're utilizing his helmet, you know, how they're totally. utilizing the reflections in his helmet for the storytelling. Yeah, I, and, it, it makes it it makes you feel like you're watching something when you're watching on a second glance. You're like looking for a little, what am I missing in his helmet? What am I missing in the corner? Is yeah. there something like, is this a prop from, you know, years past Disney, like, or Disney Star Wars? Like, 
yeah. just there's a lot of little throwbacks and it makes it really rewatchable and i think it makes it to where you know people like us that are like i'm gonna watch it as soon as i wake up as soon as i can you know or, or you're gonna stay up and watch it when you have significant others or you have friends that are like hey like you know i'm not super into this but i'll watch it with you you can yeah. be like yeah but look at it <laughs> it's yeah. so good i'm gonna go home and watch it again here in like exactly 40 minutes um i'm gonna have to watch it here at six o'clock again so yeah um and i'm gonna be editing this video and be watching it pretty much too at the same time so i think it's just really great it really lends itself to being rewatchable um i think this is and that's also like what star wars movies are great for right like yeah there's something you can have in the background and like you can watch them a hundred times and watch it again and be like, and oh. I know I've brought it up, but like, I really do like the soundtrack. It's so good. It's yeah. yeah it's, I really don't know how anyone can hate it. Like it fits so perfectly. And I really hope that, I really hope that there are going to be some moments later on though, when, you know, because he's, he's this anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, and he flirted with dropping the hero portion of yeah. that, this episode. And, you know, he chose to go and and do the honorable thing, at least in his mind and in ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I suspect that that's not the end. I think that there's going to be a lot of other choices that he's going to end up making because of this choice. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like I, I just I, I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be this point in one of the later episodes where it actually plays like the Star Wars theme. Yeah. Totally. You know, I do have a feeling that, um, so we had our scientist character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like necessarily he was working for the empire so much and maybe mm. he was doing something for maybe like the resistance and we just don't know that yet. Like I have a feeling like maybe baby Yoda is caught in the middle between the resistance and what was formerly known as the empire maybe. And Mando's here to basically just cut through the bullshit because I don't get what side it's on well like, yeah and then I'm there's that the whole kid. thing where he's where uh carl's like you know just take it up with uh take it up with the new Rep- new republic yep and he's like that's a joke and that's because the new republic disbanded all their military and and that mm-hmm. that's why the resistance exists but yep. i'm not sure i mean maybe he's maybe the scientist is like some kind of agent I, double agent that's how i feel like i predict how the or he was just a decent guy yeah, but I mean, why is yeah. he involved with all of that? And like, what was he doing? You know, mm-hmm. like I just, scientists get involved for just the knowledge. You know, I mean, that could be very true as well. I just feel like to drive the story further, we do. He can't be just like doing the right thing the entire time. That's not the Western way. It's not going to be really that interesting. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of that anti-hero, and there has to be a little bit of question of morality and. We already know he got the feels for Baby Yoda, so it's like not going to be like now he's like, you know what? Just kidding. <laughs> Let me yeah. just sell you. Like, oh yeah, right? no, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's my prediction for what's to come. As far as this next episode, though, and yeah, he does he does get involved with um with what's her face, the the ex rebel trooper. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, but I do think that we are definitely not done with any of this and I would be very surprised if not this next episode, the episode after, um, we basically have the empire or the remnants of the empire coming after him for this. Yeah. He's got a target on his back now. 100%. Um, yeah. Do you have any other questions? I don't know. Mm-mm. No, I think that's solid a episode though. Solid episode. A lot of it at face value. You know, I don't think there's a lot that where you're like, Oh, like look at the mystery of this. Like we had a lot of follow up from last episode of what we thought was going to happen. Um, 
got more explanation on like why do we only see one Mandalorian? Like what happened to their culture? Okay, you know, the purge. We already knew that, but like how are they surviving? Well, they've gone into hiding. They're all basically on this planet, you know. Yeah. Lucky I enough. Just, I think the story's moving along at a brisk pace. I like how they're tying everything together. You can watch the the episodes back to back to back and it's one solid cohesive story. Totally. There's I feel like someone needs to take all the episodes when they're done, super cut them into a movie and see if it's watchable like that because I have a feeling it is. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Like I up until this point I can guarantee you if I did that, I would sit down and watch it. Yeah. And it would be great. So, um but that's all I have. Um I think that's all you have. So, if you guys have any feedback or any questions or anything, make sure you go ahead and leave a comment or send us an email at our email that is linked below. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast wherever you can get podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, or podcasts, and Google Play. Um, and if you're not watching this right now, make sure you go over to our YouTube channel and check that out. Link is in the description, and it's also at our website at perfectlyhonestpodcast.com. As always, I've been Corey. I've been Matt. And this has been The Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 3. <laughs>